0: Hello and welcome to the Mountain Brook Baptist Project 119 Bible Reading Plan Podcast. I'm Mary and it's my pleasure to join you in reading God's Word. Today is Wednesday, October 11th, One Take Wednesday. We're in Matthew chapter 22, starting in verse 23, and we'll go through the end of the chapter. This is an interesting passage of scripture because the Sadducees are trying to trick Jesus. And then the greatest commandment is discussed when the teachers of the law come up with a question. And then finally, there's a section where they're asked, Jesus asked them, who do you think that um, David is and the son of man, the Messiah? And the end of the section It ends with these words. No one could say a word in reply. And from that day on, no one dared to ask him any more questions. So the people are realizing that they cannot catch Jesus in some kind of um, test. He always has an answer that is satisfactory. Okay, starting in verse 23. That same day, the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses told us that if a man dies without having children, his brother must marry the widow and raise up offspring for him. Now there were seven brothers among us. The first one married and died, and since he had no children, he left his wife to his brother. The same thing happened to the second and third brother right on down to the seventh. Finally, the woman died. Now then, at the resurrection, whose wife will she be of the seven, since all of them were married to her? Jesus replied, You are in error, because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. At the resurrection, people will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. But about the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what God said to you? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. When the crowds heard this, they were astonished at his teaching. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. While the Pharisees were gathering together, Jesus asked them, What do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? The son of David, they replied. He said to them, How is it then that David, speaking by the Spirit, calls him Lord? For he says, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If then David calls him Lord, how can he be his son? No one could say a word in reply. And from that day on, no one dared to ask him any more questions. In this passage, first we see the Sadducees, who are sad, you see, because they do not believe in the resurrection. And so they're trying to trick um, Jesus into saying, oh, well, this is, a, this is, you know, something we can't figure out. Who, who is this woman going to be married to? And Jesus responds, you don't know the scriptures and you don't know the power of God. In the resurrection, we will neither marry nor be given in marriage. Then the Pharisees get on the scene, and they want to trick him by asking him the greatest commandment. And Jesus really sums them up for us. And I was thinking about how difficult it is, really, to follow this without the power of the Spirit. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And then love your neighbor as yourself. And that is my prayer for us today, that we would be able to be a people who follow Jesus in loving God and loving others. Okay, let's move on over to the Psalms. We have a very difficult Psalm today. This is a public lament. So the people of God are crying out to God. Even in the Psalm, they say something like, why are you sleeping? They want God to, quote, wake up. To their prayers. And I was reading in the Psalms um, commentary by Douglas Webster, and he says this about this psalm. We cannot help but identify these feelings and this lament with the experience of the persecuted church today. As difficult as this psalm may be, it needs to be prayed on behalf of believers around the world who suffer for the sake of the gospel. Psalm 44 puts words to the pain and abuse suffered under state-sponsored persecution. With that, I'll read for us Psalm 44. For the director of music of the sons of Korah, Amaskal. We have heard it with our ears, O Lord, Our ancestors have told us what you did in their day, in days long ago. With your hand, you drove out the nations and planted our ancestors. You crushed the people and made our ancestors flourish. It is not by their sword that they won the land, nor did their arm bring them victory. It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face. For you love them. You are my king and my God, who decrees victories for Jacob. Through you, we push back our enemies. Through your name, we trample our foes. I put no trust in my bow. My sword does not bring me victory, but you give us victory over our enemies. You put our adversaries to shame. In God, we make our boast all day long, and we praise your name forever. But now you have rejected us and humbled us. You no longer go out with our armies. You made us retreat before the enemy, and our adversaries have plundered us. You gave us up to be devoured like sheep and have scattered us among the nations. You sold your people for a pittance, gaining nothing for their sale. You have made us a reproach to our neighbors and scorn and derision of those around us. You have made us a byword among the nations. The people shake their heads at us. I live in disgrace all day long, and my face is covered with shame at the taunts of those who reproach and revile me because of the enemy who is bent on revenge. All this came upon us, though we had not forgotten you. We had not been false to your covenant. Our hearts had not turned back. Our feet had not strayed from your path. But you crushed us and made us a haunt for jackals. You covered us over With deep darkness. If we had forgotten the name of our God or spread out our hands to a foreign God, would not God have discovered it, since he knows the secrets of the heart? Yet, for your sake, we face death all day long. We have considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Awake, Lord. Why do you sleep? Rouse yourself. Do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our misery and oppression? We are brought down to the dust. Our bodies cling to the ground. Rise up and help us. Rescue us because of your unfailing love. Thank you for listening along as we read God's word together As I was reading this psalm, I thought back to last week when Wayne was preaching about us not losing heart. In verse 18, it says, Our hearts had not turned back, our feet had not strayed from your path, but you crushed us and made us a hunk for jackals. This is just the raw, real expression of someone who feels like they are following in God's way, and yet they are suffering and so I just want to pray for us today, if that is you or if you know someone and you, you want for them so much to not be suffering, that the Lord would open his ears to our prayers and that we would be reminded that the way of the cross is um, one that denies ourself. And we may experience suffering in this life, but in comparison with the eternal resurrection, uh, there, there is no comparison. And so as we turn our eyes to Jesus, and we think about him, and we think about the glorious resurrection, may we be a people who do not lose heart. Will you pray with me? Lord, we ask that just like in Matthew, we would be a people who love you with our heart, soul, and in our mind. Help us to love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you for the many ways we have seen you at work in our midst in the past and in the the scriptures, Lord. You are a redeemer. You are the rescuer. You are the one who gives us courage. We pray, Lord, in the midst of whatever my brothers and sisters are suffering right now, and also for those in our midst who are seemingly suffering for no reason, and especially for believers around the world, we cry out to you. Lord, we remember your unfailing love that the psalm reminded us about in the end. Yours is a never-ending, never-giving-up, always-and-forever kind of love, and we thank you for that. We pray all of this in Christ's name. Amen.